guys, welcome to First World Boy. I hope you're all well. This is Will, just today, riffing a few ideas around opportunity and what we can work with, you know, mining for diamonds in our own backyard, what we can work with to continue our journey in sound, at least how I see it. Thanks for listening, this is Will. Welcome to First World Boy. Hope you're doing well. I was just uh, thinking today about the music and it being a business. And it seems to make it uh, a business. You've got a... It's almost like the singer-songwriter is the curator of the creative project because all the talents is there, all the... If you'd like to look at it as a ladder to climb, all the ladders of the rung are there. Um, there's a lot of different things you can do with your career that can get you stuck in other people's food chain. And I, and I know from an artist's point of view, I, maybe we look at it as an ecosystem if you control the outcome or if you are curating it. But if you're just paying businesses money to help you with step one and another business to help you with step three and you're sort of stuck in a food chain and sometimes what can happen is when you have the money you don't have the resources when you have the resources you don't have the money uh, and so you end up going nowhere because I think there's parts of what you do you have to pay for there's parts of what you do you earn nothing but 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 if you commit to the process you can harvest that effort later on down the line and also if you pay the money to the right people you develop an ecosystem for the next project or it enables you to attract more people they work with so now you have access to peers in turn introduces you to new audiences at least that's how I see it and I think sometimes when you're pursuing something creative it's personal but then when it becomes a career it's business and it would be a terrible thing to be caught up just doing it for money but I'm sure once you've got a formula that works you know to you know move forward in a certain way with certainty because the process has worked before um, and that's different again And sort of a bit of a realisation, you know, it's um, lots of things we do as the individual artist. Uh, but one of the things I've always felt, and it's probably normal for everyone, I don't think it's um, earth-shattering epiphany, is that your platforms are there to celebrate your art, but also celebrating the people that are involved with, you know, that art project. And you know the ones, you can see those people who use their platforms to just show themselves and sometimes it's directly related to the art so that's fine you know because your platforms are still a place where you can perform 
you know, to demonstrate or validate your journey, demonstrate your skills. And it's also a place where you're attracting peers, so you're, you're showing your work to a standard or you're committed to your journey in sound. And I suppose the realisation for me is if you are going to be serious in business, I mean, there's a lot of artists who will be doing it for five years or they'll do an EP and a record or they'll do a couple of albums and then that's it. And I do, I do uh, hear that there's benefit in coming back, you know, having a break, being away from your art and back into it in regard to a business scarcity argument thus encouraging the audience to be involved fully each time you do do something. There's also the sort of realisation that I'm having is that it, how I commit to it is that once you get involved in the game, you should be there for life because your music will come from the relationships that you build. I've had a lot of different careers, so I have friends in different careers, but your ability to scale or take advantage of the effort of the past turns to zero if you just do short-term projects. You know, you might do a decade of one career, a decade of another, unless you're leading to something bigger and they're just pieces in that puzzle, uh, which I sort of have been, but it's probably at the same time. Uh, working out what works, you know, because some careers I've thoroughly enjoyed, thought I'd do it forever, but the game itself was sort of rotten, and you, and you don't have the ability to influence or change, and I think um, when you do find that thing you want to do, you want to be involved, paid or voluntary, but make sure you're building those relationships, because that'll be where the longevity comes from, also be where you can scale things. There's a lot of businesses uh, that you hear of uh, that are modern day businesses around software or t-shirts or uh, an idea and they'll tell you all these things about building a business and mindset and all these things and the reality is a lot of those businesses don't work standing on their own. They only work because they have a network and then a network exposes another network so these bunches of people uh, when the next thing's hot, they just get involved. Like, I know uh, I worked for a man years ago, six months for free, just to work out you know, where all his great success came from. And he just had a network that he'd built over 40 years. And when anything came on that seemed good, anything from a multi-level marketing to property uh, to products or services, he would just make an announcement to that network and then everyone, because they'd worked together before, would understand first in, best dressed. They'd get in at the top of the pile, or they'd get in before it got hot, or they'd get in for the you know, pre-production price. And then that opportunity, when it got, grew wings, became viral, whatever you want to talk, call it this way, when it became scalable, uh, they were there ready to reap the rewards. It's a little bit like a vacant plot of land, what, what can you do with it? Depends who gets it and, and who has the contacts to turn it into a, an opportunity, then who has the contacts to turn it into a larger opportunity. Um, 
my accountant, who was uh, ex-accountant, who is very successful and very wealthy. I couldn't really continue to afford his fees as he grew. But he, uh, he said his entire journey relied on a single property sale. So he'd bought a commercial property and because of legislation, he, he worked out that his property was 50 mil to, it wasn't wide enough, to change the class uh, of building so he could charge a greater price for market demand. And turns out someone he knew had created a product, a wall that met the building standard, building code, and he changed an entire wall of a property and that saved him 50 mil and he was able to change the class of his commercial property and thus his price went through the roof and then that's how he set off. And it came down to who he knew and access uh, to the right information, right products and services at the right time. And I think if we're looking at music being a business, uh, you know, it's like I've said before, um, Elton and Bernie, you know, in the 60s, bringing two people together with high skills, creating something amazing. Um, Amy Shark and her crew with Ben Hosking, all of those people that come together are richly talented in what they do, uh, but by themselves, they weren't getting anywhere, and uh, that's not to be disrespectful, but, in, in, but it's more in relation to where they've ended up. There's that astronomical level of success and that comes around all of these people doing their hard work but working together uh, collaborating on all the different stages of the journey and sound and anyway, I hope to give an insight of where I'm thinking um, and the model that we put in the book Amped thanks for listening this is the first world boy rectangle thank you Triangle. Go, go, go.